Well, hello and welcome back, fellow riders on Bus Talk, a podcast about work-life issues which crowd our minds each day. Myth-busting into reality, we share some tips and tricks to better your work-life balance, or the lack thereof. Simply put, it's a straight talk to help you cope well with various situations without having to reinvent the wheel. And yes, there is a lot of traffic So it does take time. We go slow, steady and at our own pace. If this is what piques your interest, you're on the right bus. So sit back, turn up the volume and enjoy the ride. I'm your host GB and you're listening to Bus Talk. In today's ride, we must talk about the journey from Sambha to Gabbar. What happens when Sambha takes on the Gabbar's role? This is quite an oft-requested topic by the people in my network. For the unfamiliar folks or the uninitiated, think of Sambha as the individual contributor and Gabbar the quintessential leader, where Gabbar was the gang lord and Sambha his trusted sidekick. These characters are referenced from the cult classic of the 70s called Shole. And there were other important sidekicks like Kalia. Uh, but that's completely a different ride uh, altogether. Uh, on a side note, he was asked the ultimate question of all time. Ab tera kya hoga, Kalia? Literally meaning, what will happen to you now, Kalia? And so we'll have to dedicate one full ride for that. But for now, in this ride... Let's talk about that individual contributor, Samba, who suddenly gets to don the Gabbar's role. No pun intended there. First up, when you become a people manager, you are an individual contributor, got promoted to a people manager. What really happens? No one really prepares you for this moment. No one warns you about the potholes or the tricky forks along the way. There is no real guidance. Most naturally then, you tend to follow what has happened already or is happening with perhaps your predecessors, peers or bosses. Simply put, you fall in line and follow, ironically, when you need to lead. You become a part of a herd when you thought you were a shepherd. Ironic, isn't it? The moment you thought your leadership will burst through the roof and you will flutter your cape and save the world, they hand you an Excel sheet to make reports. Welcome to the real world. (laughs) Well, worry not, help is on the way. In this ride, let me share some tips and tricks for the first-time manager. So first, let's take a step back. So you were a... Great individual contributor, a good one at that. And now you are a people manager. Now that you've been promoted, the first question in your mind is, what is it that you are going to do differently? Are you going to be different from how your manager was or how you were treated as an individual contributor? Do you develop your own style, follow your manager or your peer? What do you do? It's true. They're all watching you. Your bosses, your peers, your team. Yep, the same bunch of people you were hanging out 
at the coffee shop until recently and bitching about the management are now reporting into you. Yes, you are now able to view their salaries on the CRM. This is one of the most common things first-time managers do. It's true. But once you're done with the cheap thrills, reality begins to hit you and it hits you really hard. You are now responsible for those eight people or five people in your team, whatever. And your decisions will impact these lives. You will be responsible for their productivity, the money they earn, the career goals they achieve, and the journey they have in the company. It is a position of consequence. So let me help you get started, right? Here are some tips and tricks for a first-time manager. They're not in any particular order of preference or intensity or consequence, but these are just five or six points that you need to keep in mind on your first day as a people manager or the moment when you realize that you have become a people manager. So point number one, question, what constitutes a good job? Ask this question for yourself, to your manager, ask this to your team, what constitutes a good job? What are the three things we need to do, you need to do, or the team needs to do, which equals a good job done? The idea is to get everybody to be on the same page. Sort the differences out and highlight the similarities. Once you are on the same page, you will realize that managing the team becomes easier. If you remember what Rahul Dravid once said as a cricketer that he does not need to be motivated once he wears the India cap. It's something similar. Once you have a clear understanding with the team that these are the three things we need to do to be successful, it is as much their onus to make it a success as much as it is yours. People need to be self-motivated. Yes, there will be a time and space for you to go and you know pat somebody. But at a core level, you need to understand that people need to be individually motivated to be successful within the role given to them in the organization. And you as a people manager need to highlight that. Point number two, switch control. Remember, you've been chosen as a people manager because you have perhaps displayed people management uh, capabilities in your individual contribution days. It could be by way of a problem that you have solved for the team or might have been a coaching assignment or a buddy assignment that you have done with a couple of people or help resolve a peer level conflict somewhere. These are typically the signs that management looks to see if this person is able to handle a people management situation or not. Clearly, the eligibility is, of course, your individual performance. You can't be like a bottom performer and then suddenly expect to be promoted as a people manager. But once you do become this people manager, remember, it's not a switch. You can't just one fine day switch on and start to think like a people manager. It will take time. And it's okay to think like an individual contributor. Just go back into the past, dig on those situations 
and bring it to the your frontal cortex, as it were, of all those instances where you helped your team members solve a problem, did something for the team, or did some initiative, which is now an org-wide practice. These are all memories that you need to bring up into the front. What were you thinking? Why did you feel that more people need to be benefited from that particular example or instance? So dig into the past to remind yourself of all the good job that you have done helping people and that could be your repository to help the team that you have sitting in front of you okay point number three unity in diversity remember it's just not gender diversity but diversity of thought as well as a leader you need to be very comfortable working with those who are not like you, who don't think like you, who don't work like you, but are equally good or better or have the same end results, right? That's what matters. How you get there does not matter as long as different styles coexist peacefully. That's what you want. In fact, cherish the diversity and the thought they bring to the table. Because if you remember, you don't need an army of clones. You just need five Jedis to win the war. Think of Jay and Viru taking on the Gabbar's army. And who won? Right. So cherish the diversity that you have in the team. Point number four, time distribution. Now stack rank your team from one to ten. And this is a tricky one. Just plain stack rank. Who are your top three performers? Middle say four or five performers and the bottom two performers assuming you have a 10 member team the question you need to ask yourself is what is your time distribution now this could be a whole different episode but i'm just going to touch upon it to give you a high level view now this is the time where you should not be playing superman you're not there to save the world the time distribution means that you have to have adequate time for your top two or three people and lead them and inspire them. Perhaps draw from the examples how you were inspired or if you were not inspired, this is a chance to develop that part of your leadership skills. That if I'm an individual contributor who's at the top of the ladder, here are the three things I do to inspire these people. Don't just leave them to figure things out on their own. If that were the case, then we shouldn't even have them in your headcount, right? Because I've seen most first-time managers say, I will focus 80% of my time with the people from, say, rank 4 to 10. If you strictly look at in, in a capitalistic point of view, if you're going to spend 80% of your time with the people who bring down your business, is that a smart thing, smart way to run your team? Remember the 80-20 uh, law, that 20% of the people get 80% of the numbers. So if you want your 20% of the people to take the, the load, then spend 80% of your time with your top performers. That doesn't mean that you ignore the balance or the rest, but have very clear-cut understandings on how and who deserves your larger mind share. And if you are not able to lead your top two, top three performers and show them something new, 
then think about it. Did you get the people management role a little too soon, perhaps? So I would assume that once you are made a people manager, usually it is overdue, like all promotions are. You won't find any promotion which is given in advance. 99% of the people will always come back and say, yep, I should have got this promotion two years earlier. And this is where that logic holds so good that once it is overdue, you are that much more seasoned, you know exactly how to differentiate yourself from even the top two performers and show them the way forward. Yes, sometimes it is good to also uh, you know, give them their space to be, but remember it's a tricky balance. If they are in an auto mode doing their own thing, then they don't need a manager, they don't need you. So I will dedicate a separate episode for this, but this is this time distribution is a tricky conversation and a tricky thing to think about. So spend some time identifying what time buckets that you need to spend with your the number of team members that you have. Point five, equal peer. Now think about that person who did not get the role clearly when you when the competition was on to get that role there must have been two or three contenders right one of them could have been your friend your peer your colleague and he or she might be super upset right now allow them that space allow them that space of frustration because the same thing could have happened to you and how would you have dealt the situation any differently so allow them that space to settle down where reasoning and logic kicks in. Allow them that latitude where they take a maybe a week or two to get comfortable with the new uh, situation. And then have a separate conversation, not in front of the team, have a separate conversation with those top performers or top performer uh, or the peer who didn't get the, the role that you are here to do a job and remember the question, what constitutes a good job? And you continue to encourage them and show the value to the business, to the team, as they have been doing all this while. And not, not, none of it should change. Remember, you're not here to reinvent the wheel. You're not here to change everything. Whatever is working well, it, ha it has to continue. But there will be a delta, two or three things uh, which you would perhaps change. So share those thoughts and plans and calm the nerves. This is the this exercise will be, you know, the time distribution exercise in the previous example and managing uh, the irate peer, as it were, will be one of the top two tests you will face as a first-time people manager. Right. So spend some time thinking through how you will address these situations. Well, that's all for now. I hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts. And if you did, do tune in to the other episodes of Bus Talk. Yes, you could share them on Facebook or Twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content. And if you need to talk to me or reach out to me, you can use the Twitter handle hashtag Gyanban, spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N, one word, or email me on gyanban at gmail.com. 
again spelled as G-Y-A-N-B-A-N-N. Be sure to tune in next week. There is a fascinating episode coming up for you. Till we meet again, stay safe, be well and bring your A-game to work. Ciao.